If you could do anything you wanted to do without anything holding you back, what would it be? Everyone has a purpose in life, and others want to hear the purposeful value that is in you. Now, here is the host of the Value in You show, your guiding coach and mentor, Ellis Kirkpatrick. Hello and welcome today. I'm a little bit uh, hoarse <laughs> and a little, little little fuzzy on the eyes. I'm just getting over cold, so I hope my voice holds out. And how are you doing? It's it's turning from from fall to winter. Some places are already getting snow. Some places are getting a lot of cold. Um, some places are just cold, but no snow yet. So we'll see what what happens. And some places are warming up. <laughs> Wherever you happen to be, I hope you're having a great day. If not, make it a great day. We have the choice. And that sounds weird when you're going through tough times, but but we do have a choice and and we just need to make the right one for us at the right time. So today we're gonna talk about something a little bit different that I wanna share with you a post from my friend Kelly Buckley. And it's one that she got from the Daily J and it says, it's a quote by Sophia Bush, you are allowed to be both a masterpiece and a work in progress simultaneously. Let me say it again. It's okay for you to be a masterpiece and still be a work in progress at the same time. And that's because you are a masterpiece right now. But we every day we want to improve ourselves one way or another, however we can, even if it's just a little bit. Um, so keep that in mind. You are a masterpiece. So I'm going to give you a disclaimer for the rest of the show. The show is my own personal opinion, and I am not a doctor, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a mental health expert. And I can only tell you from my own experiences and the experiences of those that I've witnessed and I've interacted with. So today on the Value in You show, I would like to introduce you to the Value in You, specifically the value in one of the multi-variations of our alphabet brains. Now, <laughs> what this means, WHO, which is the World Health Organization, says that there's 1.3 billion people in the world who have some kind of mental disability, and that's just the ones that they know about. So we're not talking about things that um, where you have to have a caregiver and the caregiver makes choices for you. We're talking about all those lovely alphabets that come after your name or that have been applied to you. And in this show, we're gonna show the methods to avoid the pain and gain the pleasure. So what does this mean? What is a disability and why is it a disability and not a capability? And that part we'll get to in just a minute. But having a disability doesn't define you. The only ones who say that are the ones without a disability and here's why. Our brains are still going to function the way they were created, no matter what we do. It's just there. 
It's the physiological part of it. But that doesn't mean we cannot improve or find other ways to do things. We can, but the fact is our brains are our brains. They were created as ADD, ADHD, autistic, Down syndrome, dyslexic, dyscalculia, HSP, OCD, and as I said, all the other letters of the alphabet. Dopamine, or lack thereof, is a real daily event in some cases. Lack of oxygen or poorly functioning interaction with oxygen is a daily event for some. It just doesn't go away because we decide it doesn't exist. It does exist, but we can decide what to do about it. Growing up different defined us. You know, when I said earlier, having a disability doesn't define you. Well, for those who grew up differently with brains that are not what most people look for, <laughs> the ability to interact or not with other people defined us. The way people perceived us defined us. And I believe what the correct verbiage should be is having a disability doesn't have to keep us from being successful in what we pursue. We just have to go at it differently than those who think different than us. Which brings me back to what I asked earlier. Why is it called a disability and not a capability? For those with ADHD, I'm going to reference the book Taking Charge of Adult ADHD by Russell A. Barkley, PhD, with Christine M. Bentham. And for those who are watching the TV show, this is what it looks like here. And he does have a book for children, but I think you can learn a lot about ADHD and ADD from this book. But is this something that only happens in childhood and goes away as you become an adult? Any of the letters in your mind? No, it's with you for life because your brain is with you for life. And is that something to be sad about? Not at all. No, because despite what used to be the way to think, many brains as the ADHD YouTube sensation and now TEDx speaker at How to ADHD calls us, calls us brains. Most of us are actually highly intelligent. In fact, the largest percentage are highly intelligent. We think out of the box, and it's a quaint way to put it, but in reality, we stand on the box to achieve. We cut the box up into little pieces and make geometric designs out of it. We don't have a box. We make circles out of the box. We give the box to others because we don't know what to do with it. Or we turn the box into our own private jungle gym, just to mention a few. Sound confusing? <laughs> you have no idea. What the brain is like inside of our heads is different, but we are all learning. So be kind with your words. Don't steal someone else's joy, happiness, or rejoicing. Telling them that ADHD, ADD, autism, HSP, RS, or any of the other alphabets that they can control it no matter what. That's like telling an amputee that you can just grow a new one. Or a paraplegic, if you wanted to, you can just get up and walk. We know that's not going to happen. This is a physical thing that our brain has. And it is at different levels for each person. 
just because one person says, I have ADHD and this is what happens. Don't expect everybody else to be like that. Or someone who has uh, Down syndrome. There are different levels of that. So maybe one can be an actor on TV or one can produce many books. But that doesn't mean that everybody can do that because everybody is individual, no matter who we are, whether we have letters after our brains or not. Everyone is individual. We all have levels of what we can do, but we also are able to learn. And that's where the difference comes in, too. So remember always that the part of what attracted you to that person, the part that you really love, is because of how their brain was created. It's what makes them be able to love you as deeply as they do. Um, and that may seem kind of a strange thing to throw in there all of a sudden, but sometimes you're attracted to somebody because they're funny, because they're always doing things differently. And you like how they think. You like that they don't think like everybody else. So when things get frustrating or you're upset because they're always that way, Remember, that's what attracted you to that person in the first place. And that's what you really liked about them. So we need to have grace with each other. We need to have grace with ourselves because we put a lot of pressure on ourselves because we're not like everybody else. But we're not supposed to be like everybody else. We have these amazing brains that are so creative. My step-grandson um, by marriage has autism. But he is so smart. Um, he does not think like everybody else. But the things he thinks of are just some of the most creative things. He um, is an anime creator. He wants to create his own show now. Um, and just the way he has fun and looks at life and, and treats other people is just amazing. I love his heart and I love his brain. So please stop trying to put everybody in the same exact box. Quit trying to put yourself in the same exact box. As I said, there's many variations and levels of our brains as there are people. So as an example, just because you have a broken leg doesn't mean it's the same broken leg as the person next to you. You may have a green stick fracture. That means the bone just kind of splits, but it doesn't actually break in half. Maybe the person next to you has the bone that is broken in half. And maybe there's someone else who has just a part that broke off. Maybe someone has screws and plates and guards in there. And someone else has a cast that comes off in six weeks. They're still considered broken bones or fractures, but at varying, varying levels. And that's the way brains are. No matter what the letters are, ADHD, HSP, dyslexia, whatever it is. Everyone is different at different levels and at different experiences. We're still growing every day and we're still learning. So if that's kind of too gross of an image for you, I'm sorry. There's other ways to think of it like pies. There's pizza pies and fruit pies and cream pies. And each of those can be varied depending on who's baking the pies or putting the ingredients on the pizza. Even in the same family, you may have three kids with the same diagnosis, but each of them present different levels of it. 
my uncle had an extreme case of ADHD, very extreme. My dad was a very mild case. And I got to be somewhere in between. Um, when I was young, nobody even knew it existed. There was no way to test for it. Then they thought only little boys had it. They thought you grew out of it when you became a teenager. Um, then they thought the only people who had ADHD were the ones who um, whose parents were drunk when they consummated their, <laughs> their relationship and created you. And it's like all of those are fallacies. Um, boys have it, girls have it. It's with you the rest of your life because your brain is with you the rest of your life. It is, it is passed on from one generation to the next. It might skip a generation, but mostly it doesn't. And that's with, with a lot of these, not all of them, but a lot of them. Um, so, you know, don't be hard on others. Don't be hard on yourself. And if you think you have something, go get it tested out. It's no different than going to the doctor because you're not feeling good or you hurt yourself. You would go to the doctor for that. Um, one thing that, that some people won't do for their children is get them tested because then the school system gets involved and some school systems force them to be on medications. And we'll talk about medications or no medications later, but you have to make the right choice for you and your family. If you don't see any negative effects with it, then just go get tested. You know, if you're thinking there might be something, there might be something. Um, one thing I've found out that a lot of my friends, as now that I, I discovered, you know, I went and was tested at 58 years of age to know that, find out that I really did have it. And I discovered looking back, it's like, I think a lot of my friends had it too, but I think we became friends because we could understand each other. You know, we, we were thinking on this same brave level brain level and we were brave too i did a lot of funny stuff well, i see we're getting ready to go to break so i have a lot more about going on capabilities of it so grab your grab your coffee or your tea and we'll come back right after the break and we'll share some more on the benefits of having these letters and these amazing brains You've completed college or university, or are working hard in your career. Perhaps you decided to be a stay-at-home mom. Perhaps you're wondering if who you really are got lost somewhere along the way. Asking, is this all there is? You know you were meant for more, or were you? Yes, we each have a purpose in life, and that purpose can be fulfilled. It doesn't matter if you are 18 or 80. You matter in this world, and especially in your world. Tune in to The Value in You Show with your guiding coach and mentor, Alice Kirkpatrick. Ellis will help you find your purpose. Listen for The Value in You Show with Ellis Kirkpatrick each Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? 
Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspire Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspirechoicesnetwork.com. This is the Value in You show with Ellis Kirkpatrick. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to valueinyoupodcast at gmail.com asking how to participate in the program. Now, back to the show. Thanks for coming back to the second part of the Value in You show. I'd like to introduce you to the Value in You or more specifically to the value in your one of the multi-alphabet brains. (laughs) So again, this is my own personal opinion. I am not a doctor, psychiatrist, or psychologist, a mental health expert. I can only tell you about my own experiences and those of experiences of those that I've interacted with. (laughs) And please forgive me again for for stumbling and, and sounding scratchy. I am still fighting this cold. <laughs> so as I uh, started to say, um, why is it called a disability and not a capability? The different way of thinking of a thinking brain is just that it thinks differently. Let me rephrase that. Our brains think differently. And that's good. It's what makes us able to think of things that no one else has thought of yet. It gives those different brains an edge of success over others. So when you nurture a brain that is different, it responds in positive and encouraging ways. Now, nurturing does not mean just giving into it. It doesn't mean letting it have its own way. Nurturing to me means keeping it healthy So keeping it healthy, finding out what works for and works against it. And each brain is different, just like each person is different. And by keeping it healthy, you can build it up more challenging in ways that are stimulating and not defeating. And by the way, telling someone with a brain to try harder, you can do it, everyone else has, it's actually the fastest way to shut that brain down. They're already trying as hard as they can, and their brain is different. It thinks different, responds different. So maybe they can't do it like everyone else has, but that's the exciting part. They find other ways to do it, ways that maybe nobody thought of before, and that's how things grow. You know, the other day, um, I saw something that I hadn't thought about for a while. Do you remember when Transformers came out? We had the little toys, Transformers. Well, now there's a company, I believe it's in Japan, has actually made transformers that someone sits inside of and it it goes around. They're using it uh, to go to disaster areas, to um, lift things up, to find people, to recover things. They're using it for different ways. And it's like somebody had to come up with that idea in the first place. I mean, does everybody think of turning something into a transformer? No. (laughs) So 
it's whether your brain has letters after it or not, it's great to have brains that think differently and respond differently. So what's going on in a different brain is that they found out they can achieve a goal, which may became harder for others to do, but easy for them, or even the goal that was easy for others, they find a different way to get there. So they still achieve it. And sometimes it just takes time to get there. And once they do look out, then they excel like a racehorse. <laughs> Which brings me to something you need to be aware of. These brains also need time to recuperate. Time alone to recharge, to settle down after being on fire, and to take in a breath and be at peace. And when this is needed, it's needed. Which brings me to two terms I heard for the first time this last year. The terms are neurotypical and neurodivergent. I'd never heard of these before. Of course, what I do when I hear words that I'm not familiar with, I look them up. And this is what I discovered. Now, according to the online website, Medical News Today, the word neurotypical describes someone who thinks and processes information in a different way. Oh, sorry, I'm skipping ahead. <laughs> the word neurotypical describes someone who thinks and processes information in ways that are typical within their culture. I like the way that was worded. They tend to learn skills and reach developmental milestones around the same time as their peers. Now, in contrast, the term neurodivergent describes someone who processes information in a different way. Autistic people and those with ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, and similar conditions sometimes are identified as neurodivergent. Now I think of that TV show and maybe it's just called Divergent, but it's this group of different factions or the farmers, there's the office people and, and everything. And then you have the divergence, the ones who think differently than everybody else. And I wondered if that's where they got the idea was from this. Anyway, so the words uh, can be a way of moving discussions away from focusing on the disorder, if you want to put it that way, and implying said that people simply have a different way of understanding and interacting with the world. And that's what I like. Brains with letters after them are just different ways of understanding and interacting with the world. Um, some argue that the term neurodiversity is better still. This word refers to various ways that individuals think and behave Rather than frame one way as typical and the other as atypical, neurodiversity embraces a continuum of possibilities. And I like that. When I heard that, embrace a continuum of possibilities, that just was exciting and energizing to me. And you see the smile on my face. If you can, I've got a smile on my face. It makes me happy. All of these things that motivate a brain into productive action. So when I was researching this for today, I paused right here. Now why? Because I found something that was exciting, 
that made me happy, that made my brain come alive. And I wanted to take a moment just to soak it all in. I was smiling. I was feeling relaxed and happy. I can embrace something that was energizing and exciting. And sometimes this is what brains need to do. They need to just take a moment to soak it all in and then decide what to do with it after that. Um, so I could either get really excited, get hyperactive and go for it like sometimes I do, or I could just soak it all in, calm myself and think of what to do with it next. Now, this brings me up to something about kids with neurodiverse brains and video games. No, I am not gonna promote any one game. I think there do need to be limits on gaming and more time needs to be spent outside where the oxygen and the sunshine are. Um, the games I'm gonna mention was a topic of a conversation um, and some parents couldn't figure out why their child was playing it all the time. So this was my response. And this was last year, August of 2022. I put a post on my Facebook page about ADHD and Minecraft and other games. And these were the replies I got. Wow, thanks LS. One of my course participants is obsessed with Minecraft and I now have a better perspective. Someone else wrote, my son taught himself to read with Minecraft. Another wrote, wow, this is very informative. I need to share it. So what did I say? This is, is what I said, and I'm going to read it so I don't misspeak. ADHD and Minecraft and other games. That was the title of my post. Why are my kids playing Minecraft and other such games all the time? I want to address this question and give you some insights. The games are creative. The best thing an ADHD child can have. The mind is going all the time, and this gives it a great place to release that creativity. They usually defy gravitation and the laws of nature. This is also creative and makes the brain relax and enjoy. So many times the ADHD child feels lost, out of place, never fitting in. Something is always off in the real world. In the games, it doesn't matter. And so there is a normalcy about it. Three, there is a sense of control. In a world where they, where they feel out of control, this gives them a place to be in charge, taking command of a situation, thinking for themselves in ways that work for them. Or control. In a world where they feel out of control, not able to take control without negative forces coming at them, this gives them a place to have positive forces surrounding them. Five, it is clean. There's never a mess unless it's intentional. Things are easy to get rid of, easy to put where you want them to go, and they always stay there. Most ADHDers love to be organized and have a clean area, but it doesn't stay that way because life is busy and messy and there is so much to do and get done. In the game, the mess is not there. It is always organized unless it's intended to stay there. Six, it is safe. Even with zombies and piglins and creepers, they are the worst. Coming after you, you can respawn and try again. You get to hit the reset button. You get do-overs. In life, this happens sometimes, but usually not. 
ADHDers make lots of mistakes in the real world because the brain doesn't function like neurotypical brains do. So what are mistakes to the neurotypical are normal to the ADHDer. Do-overs are a comfort. They're peaceful and it's okay to make a mistake. Eight, peace. Maybe it's the dopamine. Maybe it's the absence of the noise of the day. Maybe it's the time isn't really a factor in the game. There is a peace being in a world that isn't at you all the time. You don't have to be athletic, a genius, normal, or any of that pressure that is bombarding an ADHD or all day long. This is a place of peace. This also goes for other letters after the brain. Sometimes they can just be at the dock or water's edge and just fish. That's relaxing. Nine, it gives you the parent a break. You know where they are and what they are doing. You know they are safe and they are using their creative, amazing minds. 10, organization. They can put something somewhere and know where to find it. Most of the time, the chests, the barrels, et cetera, give them a place to put things and they know where they are the next time they need them. This doesn't always happen in the real world. So we're ready for another break. I'm gonna get some <laughs> more tea and water to soothe the throat. And when we come back, we're gonna talk about things that you can do and do with your ADHD or, or your other brains. And we'll be right back after this. You've completed college or university or are working hard in your career. Perhaps you decided to be a stay-at-home mom. Perhaps you're wondering if who you really are got lost somewhere along the way. Asking, is this all there is? You know you were meant for more, or were you? Yes, we each have a purpose in life, and that purpose can be fulfilled. It doesn't matter if you are 18 or 80. You matter in this world, and especially in your world. Tune in to The Value in You Show with your guiding coach and mentor, Alice Kirkpatrick. Ellis will help you find your purpose. Listen for The Value in You Show with Ellis Kirkpatrick each Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is the Value in You Show with Ellis Kirkpatrick. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to valueinyoupodcast at gmail.com asking how to participate in the program. Now, back to the show. Had a little bit of a glitch there. <clears throat> so, again, I want to be sure and let you know that this is my own personal opinion. I'm not a doctor, psychiatrist, psychologist, or mental health expert. 
And I can only tell you what I know from my own experiences and those experiences of those of whom I've interacted with. So what can you do? We were talking about gamers and, and sometimes it can be a fight. So you set limits. And how do you do that with someone who doesn't have a neurotypical brain? So you set alarms. Um, you let them know that there are boundaries for the game. So they have time to play. And three alarms, I know it sounds odd, but three alarms works well. The reason why number one alarm goes off, that's a warning saying they only have a little bit of time left. So they need to wrap it up and save that game. Um, the second alarm goes off and says, okay, the game's done. You need to save it now. And then the third one says, stop. There's no more alarms. You've had your warnings. See, an ADHD brain has no concept of times. Uh, it is one of the hardest things for ADHD or to manage. Three alarms give them time to organize, give them time to recognize that the alarm's going off and they have to stop the action. They have to let their brain settle down. Now back to every uh, to today where I'm talking about every brain has challenges, whether they're neurotypical or neurodivergent. Some brains have more challenges and that doesn't make them less. It just makes them more contemplative and organized. Wait, what? Most people have letters after their brains are messy. Perhaps, but not by choice. There is an organization in their methods. Everything needs a place. And if you can't find that place or it's not in a convenient spot, then it doesn't get put away. Um, there have been so much required of them that usually when they come home, they're exhausted. They need time just to, just to let their brain recharge and recuperate. And then they can put things where they go. But having a place that just is automatic to put things helps right away. So if you're a parent with kids with letters after their brain, watch them when they come home through the door. What do they do? Do they come home, drop their coat right there? Do they come in, drop their shoes when they have a room upstairs? Do they come in and just plop on the couch because they're exhausted? Take these things and see what you can do to work with it. Okay, the coat comes off right there. Maybe there needs to be a coat rack right by the door. Um, the shoes come off over by the bathroom, put a basket by the bathroom or at the bottom of the stairs. They really don't have the energy to take them upstairs. Um, sometimes they need to just take the shoes off just to give their feet a chance to breathe because that's one way they can release some of this pent up tension that's inside of them. Um, and when you give them chores to do, uh, just give them one and not clean your room. That's a whole mess of chores to do. Um, so be sure to congratulate your child on the little things that they do. You hung up your coat, hooray. You smiled, hooray. You were kind to your siblings, hooray. You know, anything. Uh, you completed your paper. Who cares if you, what grade you got? You completed it. Make that a, a good thing. And then grades will come later. They get enough crap from themselves because you, you say, um, you can say how normal they are all you want, but their perception and feeling comes from what they see around them, what they see others do. So celebrating these little victories makes them want to celebrate more and bigger victories. It gives them confidence 
and that even if they are different, it doesn't matter because they can still achieve. This is what they're learning. Um, there's also things that, you know, that we talked earlier about um, medications, over-the-counter, prescription, natural. Sometimes those are not the answers for everybody. Some uh, people do well with a healthy diet for them, for the way their body works and the way their brains work. Um, sometimes they have advanced adverse reaction to the medications or it limits the functioning of their brains or it spins it up faster than it needs to be. Uh, so you need to work with what works for you. You know, be sure and see the doctor about it, find out what's happening and what's going on. Um, also things that are difficult or discouraging, see if there's a way to accomplish those tasks into smaller miniature tasks. Um, like I said, giving one chore. For example, instead of clean your room, say, make your bed. That's it. You don't have to do anything else. Just make your bed. Okay. Then pick up the dirty clothes in your room and put them in the hamper. Not the clean clothes, not the clothes that are folded. Just pick up the dirty clothes, put in the hamper. Now you can pick up the clean clothes, fold them, and put them where they belong. Uh, there's one for shoes. Put your shoes in pairs in the closet. You notice I said pairs? If you say put your shoes in the closet, they're just going to toss them in the closet, whether they have matches or not. Um, maybe you want them to wash the sink or the counter in their bathroom. Give them that, nothing else. Tell them to wash the tub separately. Sweep the floor. Think of these all in little different uh, things for them to do. And then as they do these things, they can celebrate, wow, I did it. And teachers, don't ask them why they didn't tell you that they were struggling. They may not have known that they were struggling or they were so embarrassed that they didn't want anybody to know they were struggling. If you can, talk to them privately, not in front of the other students, because that really makes them feel dumb. Um, be sure and tell them they are smart. And if they didn't do well, you can say things like, well, sometimes we don't do well on tests. Let them know tests are only to see what they have learned and have not learned. They are not a measure of intelligence. <clears throat> tell them they are smart. And I know I said this already, but it's important to do that. Parents, it's important for you to tell your kids that they're smart, that they have a different intelligence than some of the other kids, that they have a great way of thinking of things and looking at things than the other kids. Um, I have heard that if someone thinks they're dumb or unable or have any negative, they need to hear something positive at least seven times. Um, research from the Harvard Business Review, the ideal praise to critics in ratio. And what this comes from, I wrote that on the side. I did not put the link in it, I'm sorry. Um, but there is a research paper from the Harvard Business Review. And it says the ideal praise to critic is a ratio of six to one. So some may need to hear it more. 
So if somebody's heard negative words for so long, the first time they hear something positive, their brain just doesn't even hear it, doesn't even hear it. The more times they hear it, the brain's going, wait, what? Uh, did you say that to me? And then the more they hear it and the more they hear it, the more the brain says, oh, you are saying that to me. Wow, you think that I'm smart? You think that I'm able? You think that's really good? Well, maybe I need to think that too. So the more you say it, the more you say it, the more they're like, hey, you're right. I am smart. I am able. I am intelligent. I can do these things. The brain will start accepting it and believing it. And then the brain really craves it. Now, all the while you're saying something positive, there can still be negatives being put in there to counteract it. But the brain says, hey, this teacher keeps saying this and it makes me feel good. So I'm going to start listening to this teacher and not to the negative things anymore or this parent, or my friend, or this other person. Um, it sounds like it's a lot of work, but it's really not. When you get from that place of value inside of you, you find that it's no more work than just smiling. No more work than being kind. It's actually automatic that comes out of it. So, and, and I know there's times you're gonna be frustrated. They get frustrated with themselves too. So of course, why wouldn't you get frustrated? Give some grace to someone who thinks differently than you. That difference is what makes them unique. And they have a perspective on things that you may need one day. So here's some things that happen when you finally find ways to prepare and you take preventative measures. Time blindness. They will be, sorry, I put that sentence in there anyways. Time blindness is when uh, they just can't keep track of time. They're doing something that's energetic. It's, it's amazing to them, and two hours are gone before they realize it. This also means that you can be ready for an appointment an hour before it happens. Then because you have time, you can't just sit there for an hour. By the time the appointment comes around, you forget about it. And does this mean that you are not important? that that appointment is not important. Absolutely, it does not mean that. It just means that they were prepared for it, they were ready for it, and there was too much time in between. And so during the waiting, the brain shifts gears to something else and is now concentrating on that. Alarms help, but realize there's still times it's gonna happen no matter what. So be sure to Find ways to prepare and take preventative measures. That's where that comes in. Sometimes they're unable to concentrate. Um, if it doesn't stimulate the brain, it's going to be hard to focus and concentrate. Hands-on, stimulating presentations are very helpful. Sometimes, though, the brain is actually tired. So take a quick break and recharge can be very helpful. Um, excitement. Too much of it, we get so fixed on it and we need to find ways to release some of it. it get, if it gets bottled up, it's gonna explode like a shaking up soda bottle and that's always a mess. So find some quiet, productive ways to release it. Sometimes there's no motivation. Sometimes the brain's just had it. Sometimes the dopamine is not getting through or the oxygen is not as oxygenated as it needs to be to be effective. So rest, Quiet time is good. It is a positive pause. 
So sometimes you can take a walk. You can do calm dancing. Yes, calm dancing, not sweaty, bouncing around, getting all that energy stirred up because that can be counterproductive. You don't want to overstimulate. You don't want to wear it out. You just want to get the blood flowing, so to speak. Uh, so we're going to go to break. <clears throat> so sorry that my throat is getting scratchier. Um, Hopefully this will be all gone by next week's show. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about things you can do. So we'll see you right after this break. <laughs> You've completed college or university or are working hard in your career. Perhaps you decided to be a stay-at-home mom. Perhaps you're wondering if who you really are got lost somewhere along the way. Asking, is this all there is? You know you were meant for more. Or were you? Yes, we each have a purpose in life, and that purpose can be fulfilled. It doesn't matter if you are 18 or 80. You matter in this world, and especially in your world. Tune in to The Value in You Show with your guiding coach and mentor, Alice Kirkpatrick. Alice will help you find your purpose. Listen for The Value in You Show with Alice Kirkpatrick each Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Value in You Show with Ellis Kirkpatrick. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to valueinyoupodcast at gmail.com asking how to participate in the program. Now, back to the show. Thank you for staying with me and for joining on this last part of the show. Um, remember, this is only my own personal opinion. I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not a psychologist, and I'm not a mental health expert. And I can only tell you about my own experiences and those experiences of those who I have interacted with. Um, and I did find the paper when I talked about uh, from the Harvard Business Review. Um, it's on hbr.org slash 2013 slash 03 slash the ideal praise to criticism. And it says the average ratio for the highest performing teams was 5.6. That's nearly six positive comments for every one negative comment. Um, any ratio above or below that didn't have the same effect as six positive comments or every negative comment. So what does this mean for alphabet brains? It, it means stay positive, say good things, especially to yourself, say good things. Um, people are so hard on themselves. We say things to ourselves we would never say to our best friend. We would never say to anybody we love, yet we don't seem to have a problem saying it to ourselves. And, and that's not a good thing. We need to tell ourselves good things. We need to tell ourselves um, how wonderful we are, how amazing we are, how intelligent we are, um, just, just a lot of things. And I tell you what, I have to tell you here on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com, there are so many hosts who 
talk about value and talk about ways to treat each other, talk about um, how to uh, increase your own learning, your own positive attitude. Um, so check out inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Look for under host. You've got to be a part of my show. I really want you to be a part of my show. So come on in and, and join under the chat room. You can join there. You can be uh, live with your comments and suggestions. I love to hear from you. You can always um, write to me at uh, podcast at gmail.com. I do look at every email that I get. And, and I respond as soon as I can. Um, I have to tell you, I'm really excited about the books we've got coming out. Um, I've got, got the cookie quotes and affirmations that is just about ready. It's, I've got a printer. We're in negotiations right now. So I'm really excited about that. Um, you can pre-order it. It's on my webpage, www.lskirkpatrick.com. Also have a new book coming out called The Best Strangers in New York City and Other Places. And I just got together with two strangers to me who are becoming friends. Um, and they're going to contribute to the book, which I'm really blessed that they're going to do this. Um, I also have... Uh, Oh, let me show you. If you're watching the show, you can see I'm holding a toy reindeer. And his name is Goat. Goat the Reindeer. And I've got two books coming out, two children's books. One is Goat the Reindeer Rides Inside the Airplane. I've got a different title coming up, but that's what it's about. He's hurt. He can't fly like the other reindeer. So it's a way to help children be comfortable on airplanes um, and maybe yourself too. Then I have the next book that will come out that's Goat the Reindeer. Where did he get his name? You know, why is a reindeer named Goat? And I can tell you the story about that after the book is ready to be released. <laughs> um, uh, I have another book that's soon to be released that I'm actually a part of, someone else has, is in charge of it. It's called Warrior Women. Um, in January, we have Behind Closed Doors that will be coming out. Um, it's just been a lot of fun getting all of these books together and getting together with other people. Um, you can see what's going on with uh, me and my books and, and the teaching. Remember, I still help you write your book. I've got specials going on right now. You can uh, get a hold of me. You can email me. You can go to my website, www.lskirkpatrick.com. Remember, you can see any of my past episodes. You can see the episodes that are coming up by going to inspiredchoicesnetwork.com slash you go to the host page and you can see that. Um, there's just a lot of good things. There's a magazine um, and Oh, and we have another book coming out. I don't know what if I should announce it or not. I'll announce it when it's a little closer to time. I want you to know what I try to always say. My golden nugget is you are valuable. Whether your brain has letters after it or not, you are valuable. You are worthy. You are enough and you matter. And tell yourself that every day. 
you matter. You make a difference in this world. Your perspective is yours alone. You are unique. And that's what people want. They want that uniqueness that's in you, that value that's inside of you. Um, you give a perspective to, to things that, that nobody else can do. And, and that's what's wonderful. Isn't it great? We have all of these different brains that, that we can contribute to the world, we can look at it creatively and, and just share with each other and know what's going on. Um, don't, don't be afraid of being who you are. I know sometimes it's scary, but just take that one step. You know, step out of the comfort and safety of your boat. You don't have to go far. You just take one little step at a time. Um, are there things you want to do? What is your purpose in life? Are you achieving that purpose? If you need a little guidance on that, I do have the course, Finding Your it's called finding your me, but it's about finding your purpose. And then we talk about the action to take to continue on with that purpose. Because you found your purpose. Now, what do you do with it? Um, how do you go about it? And and we just make it friendly and fun and enjoy the time. I'm really looking forward to you being here again next Friday. Um, on the 15th, I have a guest speaker uh, who will it's actually um, going to be a pre-record on that day, um, but uh, it'll still be good, you know. So if you have any ideas for shows that you want to hear about, you want to hear about different types of value, you want to hear about things that are real specific to you, be sure and, and send me a message at valueandyoupodcast at gmail.com and join the show. Be sure to write in, um, join live. We just really have, I enjoy having you here. I have, and, and I do enjoy having you send comments, you know, um, and I want you to just be happy. Enjoy the holidays. Remember on my website, I have all those free pages to help you really enjoy the holidays. Stay organized, make the best out of it that you can. And you're welcome to those. We'll see you next time here on Value and You Show. Um, be sure and stay tuned for Lizzie. She comes up next. It was really great to hear the uh, long-bearded guy just before my show today. I always enjoy Gordon. And I thank you. Thank you so much for being a part of my life. I really appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the Value in You show. Ellis returns Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, remember that you have great value. You are worthy. And you are enough. <laughs>